0: You call your work the realization process
1: yes yes yeah the realization process is a series of practices of uh, subtle inward attunement practices for actually uh, really I call it realizing but but really it's uncovering a dimension of ourselves a way of experiencing ourselves on a very subtle level and that feels like uh, it's the experience is of this is if we have a ground of being. Now that's a, that's a term from from philosophy, and I'm not meaning it as a as a philosophical entity, and certainly not as a metaphysical entity. But we can, in fact, experience ourselves in much the same way as the traditional Buddhist, some of the traditional Buddhist and Hindu teachings have described, and some of our Western philosophers have described as a pervasive dimension of consciousness, very, very subtle consciousness, not consciousness of, but a ground consciousness mm-hmm. within which all of our experience seems to emerge uh, very clearly and
0: spontaneously. So, so uh, you mentioned something at the beginning where you say uh, it's some subtle attunements. And so I want to relate the process of the subtle attunement to the result. And so that the result is not just an abstraction, but uh, it starts with a very, very specific way of thinking about attunement and a practice. That's right. That's right. It starts with inhabiting the body, and um, inhabiting the body
1: uh, is a is a very interesting thing. We talk a lot about embodiment, but it has different meanings for different people. And this is not an experience of being uh, more aware of the body, which of course in itself is a good thing, but of actually living within the body so that it feels like we're present in our feet, we're as present in our feet as we are in our chest or in our head, present in our whole body, our legs, our arms. So it's a it's an attunement of knowing that we're actually living there, experiencing that we're actually living there within, first within each part of our body, and then within our body as a whole. And the, today we're going to focus, I'm going to focus mostly on the relational aspect of this work. So let me say right from the beginning that everywhere that we inhabit the body, that we experience ourselves as present within the body, we're actually open to the environment around us. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. thing, right? So if we if we living within our chest and we actually can experience ourselves as living within our chest, then the, the boundary between inner and outer of, of our chest uh, dissolves, actually dissolves, and we feel continuous with the space outside of us, but not merged with it. It's it's not at all a leaving of our body. In fact, it requires it depends
0: upon our deep internal contact with ourself. So again, I want to slow down a little bit. Um, okay, <laughs> that you're you're talking about um, what happens and the kind of consciousness of um, just noticing. The no longer the presence of that boundary, uh, uh, but what we're talking of, you're talking about that sense of um, inhabiting uh, that sensation and that sense, uh, so that we don't normally perceive, but being a little bit curious about the idea that it might be there. Do you want to talk a little more about how we go from it being an idea? to going into that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something I can teach better than better than explain conceptually. For example, if you just take a moment to feel that you're aware of your hands, right? And you just sit with that for a moment, being aware of your hands. Now You might notice that they're warm or they're cold or they're a little stiff. Or, uh, and then enter into your hands, actually feel that you're inside them you'll feel quite a quite a shift there, right? So it's not that kind of top-down, I'm aware of my body, I'm aware of my feet on the ground, I'm aware of my breath. But it's actually, I am the internal space of my body. That's the feeling of it, right? It feels like I am the internal space of my hands. In fact, one of the traditional names of this is I am, right? There's that, yeah. that, yeah. that basic fundamental I am in the whole body that we can actually experience
0: so so we're changing um the traditional way of thinking and the relation we have with our body uh, instead of you know identifying with the uh mind uh, observing self and saying oh i am curious about what's happening in my hand uh you know there's a start of i'm maybe it starts with curiosity of what's happening in the hand is it warm is it cold is it tense whatever but then you say entering to the hand, being the hand, so it yes. can no longer have that separation.
1: That's right. That's right. And that word "being" becomes very important. We, you know, it's a sense of being mm-hmm. in our body, or being that internal space of our body. You know, the uh, the application to psychological healing uh, is really is really obvious when we actually experience ourselves as existing as that internal space of the body, we experience that we take up space so that then when we relate to another person, whereas previously we might have felt like, oh, we might be annihilated, overpowered by that other person, uh, or we might spill out our own being into that other person, abandon ourselves and our own preferences and so forth to relate to that other person. Now we have an actual experience of inhabiting and knowing ourselves being this internal space of the body as we relate to another person, right? So there's a kind of there's a safety in that, an actual feeling of safety that we don't lose contact with ourselves even though this turns out to be the, the deepest, finest, we can say, in the sense of most subtle contact that we can have with another person. It's a contact that's based on contact with the internal space of our own body.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, in a way, uh, until we do that, we are essentially disembodied because yes. we're not aware of inhabiting the body or of being the body. And doing that, uh, you know, gives a sense of being embodied. And so, you're not empty when somebody you're confronting somebody. You're aware there's something there. That's so,
1: right. There's, there's that, a being that, that can meet being. that other. That can meet that other being.
0: Yeah. But so that you're talking about that uh, that experience of being is not an abstraction. You
1: Absolutely not. You yeah. feel
0: yourself as a being.
1: That's right. That's right. In fact, it's, we can even say that it's a shift from an abstract experience of ourselves. You know, I am a teacher, I am this, I am that, to that uh, being experience of ourselves that's primary to all of those abstractions mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
0: It's about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about how being in the body or being the body or being aware of being the body uh, changes the way we can relate to another person. Yes.
1: Yes. So another amazing thing happens when we actually inhabit our body, when we live within our body, and that is that we come into contact with qualities that seem to be innate, qualities of our being that seem to be inherent in our body in the sense that we don't create them. We don't have to imagine them. The more we have contact with ourselves, the more we actually experience ourselves as made of these qualities. So, you know, of course, they're qualities. So if we put words to them, that's a, that's a little shift away from them. I do put words to them just to help people attune to them as we're inhabiting the body but you know just so you're aware of course they're they're my own words you find your own words for them but as we come into the pelvis you may feel a quality of your sexuality even the quality of your of your gender however however you experience your gender as we come into the midsection you can experience a sense of personal strength actual quality of power these qualities for one thing are very important for our personal healing because when we squelch ourselves, when we constrict ourselves in reaction to abrasive circumstances, especially in our childhood, uh, we squelch these qualities. Right? We we are overpowered by another person. I don't know if there's a single person on earth who's not overpowered in some way as a child. But of course, if we're overpowered traumatically, we will we will go a long way to to losing our actual felt experience of power in ourselves. But there it is. It's just waiting there for
0: us to recover it. Yeah. So so what we're talking about is that as we're inhabiting these places, um, it's also a way to inhabit some qualities or some functionality of, of, of uh, being human um, that can have, uh, in a way, gotten out of use or that we don't go to from experiences that made them traumatic or made it difficult to go back there and inhabiting these places is a way to uh, reconnect with these qualities or these functionalities
1: yes i love that you bring in the term functionality because here's another a very interesting thing about the internal you know these are things we don't know about ourselves until we actually inhabit ourselves but the, the quality, the experience, for example, of the quality of our sexuality is also, at the same time, uh, an improvement and enhancement of our functioning sexually, our ability to experience pleasure, our experience to be responsive to other human beings in that way. Same thing when we inhabit our chest and we actually feel, we can actually feel the quality of love. That's a wonderful thing to feel. Because we all grow up to some extent, I think, I haven't done a study, but I think anecdotally that we all grow up to some extent, not entirely loving ourselves, you know, that punishment that we took in, you know, that we, uh, that we interjected, all, all of that. We come up feeling not fantastic about ourselves, but when we actually feel love right there in our chest, it doesn't even need an object then it becomes more difficult to dislike ourselves We feel that we're made of love. Now, at the same time, the functioning of love, the responsiveness, the spontaneous welling up of love uh, to other human beings and to all of nature uh, is, is more fluid, is more accessible, right? Same thing with the voice, the quality of voice that we can uncover, right? There's an actual quality of, of our voice. And at the same time, a more freedom to express ourselves and the same thing within our brain that we can actually feel the quality of our intelligence quality of our understanding once again harder to think of ourselves as stupid when we actually experience the quality of our intelligence um, and and we seem to function more creatively uh, right, a little more sharply when we inhabit our brain so this quality and function. Uh, are hand-in-hand hand as, we, as we know ourselves in
0: that way. Yeah, and so as you're talking about quality and function, I notice you're bringing in different parts of the body, including the brain. So we're not in that dichotomy between uh, brain versus body or mind versus body, but we're really reclaiming all of our parts, all of our regions, all of our possibilities.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The brain is is very important. And all of the kind of old fashioned spiritual instructions to get out of our head, of course that just meant to, you know, not to not to conceptualize so much, but people actually try to get out of their head. Well the head is part of our wholeness. And um we we need it very, very, very very much. Uh, same thing with our emotions. We're not we're not eliminating our emotions. In fact, the more we actually experience ourselves, and here's the thing, when we inhabit our body as a whole, we get to this very, very subtle consciousness that I began to describe at the beginning. I call it fundamental consciousness. But again, I don't mean it as a metaphysical reality. I have no idea about metaphysical realities. But we can experience it, and it's experienced as this unified contact within our whole body. When we know ourselves as that very, very subtle consciousness, Actually, all of our experience moves more fluidly through us, so we don't lose our emotions at all. Far from it. They go through us more deeply. We feel everything more deeply, maybe not with that extra wallop of childhood trauma, but certainly what's appropriate for us to be feeling as we respond to the world around us now.
0: And so, so uh, you're talking about fundamental consciousness, but being very careful to say, uh, if we make it into some kind of a statue carved in stone or a, a big concept, it's intimidating. It becomes a, uh, it becomes something that is difficult to really conceptualize. But you're really using it to say that's the quality or that's the experience of actually paying attention or inhabiting all of these. Uh, Parts of ours.
1: That's right. It's an experience that we uncover.
0: So it does seem to be like
1: some sort of inborn part of ourselves. We don't invent it. We uncover it. And be- because of that, it feels authentic. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't say it is authentic, but it feels authentic. We feel like, oh, finally, you know, the mass, all the social, you know, f- formulations and so forth have fallen away. And here's here I am. Actually, responding, actually, actually, who I am—that's the feeling of it. Because we uncover it. Now it has
0: been. When you use that that metaphor of uncovering, um, there's something very interesting that comes to mind for me. Is you see, uh, say, imagine that uh, a movie where you have people entering into a big room in a mansion, abandoned mansion, and all the uh, furniture is covered with sheets or with uh, you know draperies or covers and little by little you uh open them and so from that ghostly appearance we start to have something coming back to life
1: that's right that's right and now we talk about relationship right you know the most fascinating thing to me is that when we know ourselves when we inhabit our body as a whole and we find we find this very subtle level of our of our being of, This is a very subtle experience of our whole being at once. We also experience this very subtle consciousness pervading the world around us. Here's a very, you know, this sounds kind of far out, but in fact, it happens. And um, these days, many people can experience this and have experienced this. Everything around us feels not just solid, but also permeable, permeated, just the way our own body feels, not just solid, but but permeable, made of this consciousness. And then, yes, everything we perceive feels, like, feels more vivid. This experience is more vivid. So mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of our perceptions become more vivid. Again, we can't say, you know, we're too sophisticated. You know, we know everything is subjective. We've, we've learned the world. We, we know that. So we can't say, oh, now we're seeing things as they are. But we're certainly seeing things more clearly than previously.
0: Yeah, but so so. Interestingly, you make the distinction between the solid and the permeable, and and essentially, when we are in that duality, uh, it's either solid or permeable. But what you're talking about is actually having the experience that it can be both. Both. Um, both at because once. It's an experience. We're not talking about. We're we're not talking about. Uh, trying to demonstrate that physically it is solid or permeable. But the experience is that it can be both. That's right.
1: And this experience has been described in the spiritual literature of certainly both Buddhism and Hinduism, where they interpret it differently, what it is, uh, you know, for, to a large extent. So, you know, for example, many of the Buddhist teachings will say that this is our own mind that we're experiencing along with the contents of our mind. And many of the Hindu teachings uh, will say, this is the nature of the universe that we're uncovering. Finally, we're experiencing the actual nature of the universe. Everything really is made of consciousness. Well, there's no way we can, we can know which of those is correct. So, so we need, uh, in, in my experience, in my opinion, to put that metaphysical, that hope that we're finally going to know what it really is uh, aside and, and just focus on uncovering this very wonderful experience of being both whole within ourselves and in some sense, in some experienced
0: sense, unified with the world around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so the experience itself is to be both whole and unified with yes. the rest, with what is outside. Um, and um, what you're talking about is to not get hung up on the explanation or trying to uh, put some kind of um, uh, of, a, of a bunch of explanation behind it, but to actually stay with the experience itself that's right that's right
1: you know we have a natural desire to know well what is the actual nature of the universe what what you know is there a grounded being but I so far so far we haven't been able to uh, we haven't been able to establish that scientifically or in any way, that is really satisfying. So I think it's very important to live with that uncertainty, mm-hmm. to live with that question, and to keep, to keep knowing ourselves as this,
0: uh, as this fundamental, what feels like this fundamental ground. Mm-hmm. 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 So there's a tension that's inherent in us about wanting to know, wanting to resolve uncertainties, um, and on the other hand that staying, Uh, with this and uh, in staying with the experience of letting experience carry ourselves forward. That's right. That's right.
1: So I wanted to say one more thing about the experience of embodiment as what I'm calling fundamental consciousness. And that is because it's everywhere in the body at once, because it's the basis of our experiencing our whole being at once, function comes into this at the same time. It means that we can function more as a whole. Right means we can think and feel uh, at the same time, right for example, uh, we can experience sexual pleasure and emotion and even cognition all at the same time we 're doing everything that we 're doing we 're doing more as a as a whole being right? so then when we get to um to experience another human being and there are specific practices in the realization process for doing these attunements with another person. Very important because we have made all that uh, fragmentation in ourselves and protection against the environment in relation to other people, for the most part, in relation to our parents as very young children, uh, primarily. So we can sit on our meditation pillow or do these attunements alone in our room or in nature and feel just wonderful and then, as soon as we see another human being, boom—we're back in this divided, divided space. This protected way of being. So, in this work, I go right away to doing these attunements with uh, with partner, right? Two people doing it at the same time, or even a whole group at the same time. And then we find that we can actually experience that the same very subtle consciousness is pervading our own being and the body of the other person is at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, so, yeah. so, so we're talking about the fact that, um, that the functionality um, of relating or of the functionality of experiencing ourselves as a whole and functioning as a whole as opposed to being fragmented is something that depends on circumstances. When we're alone and we're safe, it might be easier to access that but that we tend to lose it when, with the stress of interacting with others, that's, right. that's where you approach your approach is to practice it, these attunements, uh, in the context of being with another person. That's right, that's right, because that's the most challenging, right? And it's, it
1: remains the most challenging part of the work you know I I have people who've worked with me a couple of years and and they're still like oh I still can't you know I still can't quite heal that Uh, you know it depends where people start out but it is it is the most challenging part of the work Uh, when two people experience fundamental consciousness together it's a very deep contact it's like contact not just the surface surface to surface but all the way through my inner being to that person's inner being okay And then there's um for one thing, there's a resonance in these qualities you know that I was talking about power to power right we feel that power to power resonance it's, it's a it's a very deep intimacy with another human being, even though we can experience it with any human being right someone we someone we don't know at all uh, it's just simply the the characteristic of fundamental consciousness that. It allows us this very, very deep internal to internal contact with
0: another with another person. Yeah, and that's where maybe that quality of solid and porous uh comes in that that's right. Makes it possible to have intimacy without being absorbed. That's right, that's right. So there's no loss of our of our
1: being. These are like our, our true boundaries because we still have that internal contact with our own being all the way through ourselves. So we 're not as many sensitive people do we 're not losing ourselves in the other person or protecting against that loss of self uh, by, by walling ourselves off, but we can maintain that internal contact at the same time as we feel uh, as open really completely open to the other human being then there 's a natural exchange then you know we 're talking about fundamental consciousness as it 's really experience stillness. But when we know ourselves as that stillness, the energy part of our being moves more fluidly. And then there's just a natural spontaneous exchange of energetic exchange.
0: So talk a little bit more about the experience of stillness while the energy is moving. What do you yeah. mean by stillness as an experience?
1: Right. Well, that's how that's how fundamental consciousness is experienced as stillness. Now we can. Um, one of the things I ask people to do at the beginning of doing this work is to first experience themselves as physical matter, right? We can experience ourselves as physical matters made of muscle and bone. And if you ask a whole room full of people to do that, you may notice that everybody you know, separates into separate little clumps of matter, right? As, as matter, we're really quite separate from each other. Again, we never lose being matter. We're, you know, that's not something we lose as long as we're alive. Uh, but we can then experience ourselves on a more subtle level as energy. And energy is everything that moves. It flows, it streams, it vibrates, it pulses, right? And, um, and many sensitive people grow up naturally experiencing themselves as energy. As energy, we merge with everything around us. Right? We be, we look at the tree. We we are the tree. We go to a party. We come home. We don't know who we are <laughs> because we merge with so many other human beings. Right. And so as we become even a little bit more sensitive, it becomes uh, actually problematic to to know ourselves just as energy. And then we can attune to ourselves on an even more subtle level, which it, which I'm calling fundamental consciousness, as many names in the spiritual literature. And that's experienced as stillness, actually a stillness. And it pervades all of the movement of life. We don't think there's anything that doesn't move in life, and yet we can uncover this experience of ourselves, which is which is stillness. And that's it's that stillness it does have a little, just to be a little more complicated, it has a little shimmer on it. <laughs> it can be experienced as luminosity, it's a little shimmer on it. But it's it's Experience the stillness pervading the streaming and the pulsing, and all of that that we've spent maybe the last century uh, studying and uncovering, both in physics and in psychology. Uh, here's a here's another level uh, that pervades that and allows the energy actually greater freedom.
0: Yeah. So so that sense of um, um, you know not just being matter, but also not just experiencing ourselves as energy but finding that place where um there is a stillness in the energy it's not an energy of being um being pulled outside of ourselves
1: yes and not even an energy those circles are streaming so forth but actually a level of that that's that's experiences stillness
0: uh, yeah it's an interesting thing to attune to right I have a a, a metaphor, you know, which is uh, probably imperfect in doing it, but a sense of, say, um, when we get a little agitated and you have a sense of the energy leaking all over, uh, and then uh, coming grounded and having a sense of, you know, energy being inside uh, as opposed to leaking all over, and feeling the power of it, so I know it's a it's a small part of what you're talking about, but kind of does it give a little bit of a sense of that
1: yes it's that's certainly part of it in that we then embody our energy we don't mm-hmm. we don't lose it yeah that's that is definitely certainly part of it and and then there's the actual kind of ground of stillness within that movement um, fundamental consciousness now the very interesting thing about this fundamental consciousness because it's stillness it can't be injured you know we talk about it as space in fact space is, is the most common metaphor for it space because it's experienced as an expanse uh, experienced spatially pervading everywhere uh, but it is just it's just you know it's quality rich but it's it's empty you can put your hand right through it so it's never been injured When we find it there within ourselves, we have a sense, uh, an experience that we have never been injured. We've never been irreparably injured. There's always been this very deep, subtle part of ourselves uh, beyond injury.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's another dimension to the word stillness there uh, because it's also the part that has not been hurt, that has not been injured. That's right. That's right. So that uh, it that intactness.
1: Yes, that's right. Yes, there's a deep sense of internal volume and intactness, and and it's an inner ripening as an individual. You know, there's also been a, you know in the spiritual field uh, a kind of sense that one loses one's individuality or one has to lose that in order to progress spiritually, and here we find that when we get to this. Uh, most subtle experience of ourselves. Um, I think it's our most subtle experience of ourselves, and certainly the spiritual literature backs me up on that. When we get to this most subtle experience of ourselves, we don't eradicate ourselves. We mature as as that separate individual at the same time that we're open to the environment.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, So that quality... Of maturing, being more of ourselves at the same time as being more open to the environment. Yes, that's right. That's so that that quality we described before as intimacy, intimacy uh, yes. solid and porous. You know, all of these are different dimensions of that experience. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. So even if you know, if we touch another person, we're touching all the way through them. You know, many of us have had that experience, right? That we're not just touching the surface of the person, especially if it's someone we love. We know that we can actually touch the being that that who that person is, uh, with what they feel like, right? Uh, and we can see, even to some extent, right, in, into the internal being of that person, and um, and we can definitely contact. So, intimacy is a wonderful word, and so is contact. Right? There's actual. Which is very hard to describe what contact is, but we know it when we feel it, and um, and we crave it. Right? We mm-hmm. it's something that we, we long for. We know that how we've you know that we've lost it early on to some extent, and um, and we love when we when we get it back.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contact. Contact. And so we started that um, with the notion of um, um, body, being yourself, um, relationality, and in some way it seems that maybe the word contact captures a lot of that, because yeah. the experience of being yourself is, in a way, we're always in contact in some way or another. And so um, that's very central. We're not functioning alone. Um, and so, you know, kind of, it's improving our ability to, to function in contact and be ourselves in contact and feel ourselves in contact.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, that's exactly right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So does this feel like a good place to stop, or would you want to? It does, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think
0: we've, we've run the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Judith. Yeah.
1: This is part of the Active Pause podcast at activepause.com.